all we do is crush a lot. A lot podcast. I am Sir Loveday here as always. The wonderful, the incredible, the man himself, Cheese. Cheese, I'm so, here. Yeah. How you doing? I'm good. All right. You know, it, it's always good when we're talking about Wu Tang. Yes. We're doing the Wu Tang series. We got a list of Wu Tang operations we're running through. We did uh, with Kalina. We did top Wu Tang songs. Right. With you, we did top five Ghostface. Yes. And now wonderful. we're doing. Top five RZA. Part one. Part one. Of we're doing two. A, We're doing ten. Yes. Ten because it's hard to do five. Because it's darn near impossible to do five. So we're doing RZA. two parts. Yeah, yeah. Now, full disclosure, hmm. we don't talk about this. No. I have no idea what you're listening. Or yours. I have no idea what yours. Is. And for people who are out there who might say, you know, you talk, we don't talk about it. That's no. a part of the show. But yeah. everyone's welcome to come. Yeah, of course. If you want to come on the show or you want to let us know what your top five of anything is, mm-hmm. crush a lot podcast gmail.com. That's it. But right now, we got to go right into it. Top yeah. five Pardon. RZA, Bobby Steels. Yes. Bobby Digital. <laughs> the RZA Rector. <laughs> Prince Rakim. <laughs> for people who know what that is. Who know the original Prince Rakim. Yeah, because that was his original debut EP album. Yeah. But you guys don't want to really talk about that because you don't know. And we'll forget about all the other bad stuff he did in, in the mid-2000s. <laughs> we'll just talk about the golden age, <laughs> age of Wu-Tang. All right, top, top picks. 10. RZA yeah. Beats, part one. Yes. Number 10. I'm going to go number 10. Usually okay. I give it to, to someone else. I'm going to go number 10. Number I'm going to go right into a deceptively uh, funky, mm. deceptively menacing uh, track mm. off the return of the 36 Chambers, which ah. is the debut album of the late great old okay. dirty bastard Mr. Yes. Russell Jones yes. and it's one of those deeper deeper cuts because it's not Shimmy Shimmy Yaw right, which right. is a RZA beat <laughs> and it's not Brooklyn Zoo which is not a RZA uh-huh. beat it's a true master beat because right. you people need to really do your homework that's, that's a true master homework. beat yeah, shout much. out to true master this is uh, one of my favorite songs it's called Snakes mm-hmm. uh, it's on the, on the second side B because yes. we do side B's when yeah. we talk about this side B of, of the Return of 36 Chamber. And it's one of the more menacing, gritty, in-your-face songs that Old Dirty Bastard does in this album. Collectively, this album is very chaotic and frenetic and mischievous and comical mm. and very little unthought-provoking subject matter. But this yeah. is the one where he's like, I'm an MC, I'm a rap, and I'm gonna bring my crew with you. And the RZA provided this very boom, 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 yeah. boom, like this you're building you're towards something yeah. like you you you're you're in a car or you're in your horseback mm-hmm. with your with your crew and you're about to, and you're heading right into the middle of the mouth of yeah. whoever you're gonna fight and here we come we're letting you know us Brooklyn MCs don't mess with the Brooklyn Zoo yeah. don't mess with Wu Tang yeah. and the RZA is a highlight on this song because of how behind the scenes his ad libs are great but the beat is yeah. menacing. The, the the percussions that he has with the he likes to use uh, I don't know what they're called the ching 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 bells <laughs> um, and just the bass line it's a bass line with a boom boom yep. boom boom yep. and then the bass line such a great song if you're in the mood to get in a fight I'm gonna fight this person I need that song to get me I won't get that fight music from D12 D, mm-hmm. D12 nah we're not going with that one we're going with the Wu-Tang Snakes that's my number 10 nice. RZA beat 
Nice. Where are you, Sir Love Day? Straight okay. Shooter Podcast. My number 10 is going a completely different direction. Oh. So you're going dark and gritty. You're going hard body. I'm going deep in another level. I'm going for... Looking for that spot. Deep and finding that spot. Yes, as we always should be trying to do. Not the R. Kelly way. Not that way. I'm talking about... This man decided to take this beautiful Nina Simone sample. song called Feeling Good. And he transformed it uh, into a song people think... But it wasn't produced by him, don't realize it's actually produced by RZA off of the Watch the Throne album, Kanye West and Jay-Z's uh, New Day. People think that was probably Kanye who did it or whatever because it's their album. It was a RZA beat. He took the Nina Simone sample, pulled just the perfect parts of her lines out, let them sit as they are. He didn't do a lot of work to her voice, didn't do a lot of uh, pitching or, or speeding up or anything to it. He let it live as it needs to live and really poured out this great song uh, for these guys to just try and make a, a, a whole different discussion for this song, which is what Watch the Thumb was supposed to be, regardless of how it met that expectation or not. <laughs> he, he did his part. RZA did his part on this beat and made something phenomenal. And this is just one peek into part of what I think makes RZA great, is his ability to, to understand the power of voice. Because it's such a great balance of what he did here between Nina Simone's voice and the, the bass of the beat. And then you have two rappers with, with considerably higher pitched voices than most rappers would have. So he really balanced that all well to make a, a, a really great production. It's, it's my top 10. It's my 10th. And that's the most intimate song on Watch the Throne. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they're talking about their kids and, yeah. their, and their legacy to their kids and what they're hoping for their kids, which is... Which is in a lot of ways the precursor to 444, yeah. right? Yeah. And they tapped RZA to do that. That says a lot on how mm-hmm. they think about the RZA. We have this intimate song we want to do. Who could do it for us? And they tapped into one of the greatest samplers yeah. of all time, mm-hmm. uh, the RZA. That's a great, 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 great choice. I, I stick with my classics. So anything <laughs> you hear is classic Wu Tang. Yeah. But that is one of the songs that made me so happy. And he was featured on that high-level project, mm-hmm. and was not drowned out by all the other, all the wonderful things that was going on. Complete Rock also killed it on that yes. album. Um, it, it stood out, and it, it's a standout track on there because it's so different from everyone else. Yeah. Excellent choice, Sir Love Day. That's why he's on the show, folks. That's why he's on the show. But I'm gonna go with my number nine. All right, number nine. It's not. It's not even in the main Wu Tang catalog. Okay. It's one off the off of the alter ego. Oh. Alter okay. ego of the RZA. The many. No, no, not Philly. The RZA has okay. many. Alter ego. Bobby yes. Digital. Yes. You got the RZA. Yes. But m- m- one of my favorites. Mm. Is the Resurrector? Uh. I love the Resurrector. <laughs> I love when he spits as the Resurrector. That's the Resurrector for me is the best version of him. Right. He's the best MSC. The best he's MC he's the me, most yeah. thoughtful. He's the most thought provoking. Mm-hmm. He has so much to give when he's the Resurrector, and he can really just focus on MCing because Prince Paul, right. who's a fabulous underrated oh, producer, um, produced a lot of the Grave Digger. Yeah. Yes. Album. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. For you wake woke people, <laughs> uh, we're talking about the Grave Digger with a Z. With a Z at the end. Right. But this is the one track he did produce because mm-hmm. in that album, Prince Paul did yeah. highlight so many things. But the ones that really shined out were RZA tracks mm. and the Diary of a Madman. Yeah. Was <laughs> I believe. 
the only person who could produce something like that yeah. was the RZA. You have this haunting gothic type siren mm-hmm. singing in the background, yeah. some Buddha type something. chanting in the background. And then the whole song is based on just this woman's gothic riffing. And it's hard to describe it the way I just did. You have to keep in mind that the, what the grave they were trying to do was be darker and spiritual. And and you got this, what early on was called horrorcore right. hip-hop, which is not really alive too much these days. Maybe yeah. Death Grip, maybe. Maybe. But you don't. The only other group I could think about was the Flatliners, and they were never hit the success that um, Gravediggers did. But horrorcore is really is this very subgenre of hip hop, right. and Gravediggers was at the top, and nothing Kings. else came after yeah. that. They talk about very, a lot of spiritual stuff, demonic things at mm-hmm. times. And talk really about your your super ego egos, your right. it's that really went into this higher functioning thinking. It's not rap, it's really is this war on spirituality, this mm-hmm. war on your mental self and one yeah. your very five percent stuff all over it yeah. and uh, very uh, Islamic heavy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but Diary of a Madman is absolutely brilliant. It's it, the mood that you get is like it's haunting yeah. the lyrical contact that's on the on display there is is superb the rizzas um biblical me- metaphors all over the place shabazz a disciple mm-hmm. who i had such high hopes for never really panned yeah. out had one of the best verses on that whole album yeah. um and but that beat laid the track and the foundation down for grave diggers if you don't have that track you don't have the grave diggers yeah. it's haunting it's it's superb it really takes you on a on a, on a different type of experience which i i would attest only the rizza could do because you, you'll get a lot of this throughout our list i don't know what your mm-hmm. list on my list you'll hear yeah. a lot of beats that are so weird and so different and the sounds <laughs> are so different that it's only one person that could do it mm-hmm. diary of a madman number nine did i surprise you with that a little bit a little bit i'm honest what's more surprising to me about it is how low it is i'm surprised okay. it's not okay higher, fair enough I, I know your love for grave diggers and i know the the love for that side of RZA. So I'm like, I'm surprised that you dropped it down. It's a nine, but there is a lot of RZA stuff, so it, it's it a shouldn't lot. be that surprising. Okay, because I can make a list of 100 beats. Yeah, so exactly. top 10 to exactly. me is all of them number one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, all right. Where are you, number nine? All right. Number nine. High for you, low for me. Number nine for me is, can it be, well, it was all so simple. Can it be, uh, what a fantastic beat. This, you know, this beat right here, when you were, at the age that I was listening to this, um, that, that time period was one where, in the hood, sound systems were of supreme emphasis, you know? You, you couldn't be some, somebody of any importance on the block, and of, of anyone who cared about it, if you didn't have a good sound system, right? And I'm not just talking about in your car. If, you're, if in your house, you didn't have good speakers, then what are you doing with your life? What are you, what are you listening to? You listen to your music on what? On one little box speaker? On some you can't get the experience that radio? way. What, what are you doing? You gotta feel it. You don't listen to the music. You gotta feel the yeah. rattle. Yes, your cup gotta, gotta fall off. It's not shaking your curtains. If it doesn't make your windows vibrate, what are you doing with your life? And this is one of those songs that would test your system. The bass in this, if you thought you had a strong system, the bass in this 
will show you quickly just how good your system is because your system just might not be able to push out this low of a frequency. You might find yourself hearing a lot of <laughs> instead of the actual clear bass notes. And this song is such a brilliantly put together record. It's it's turns out to be very emotional, very deep, and very personal. But the beat itself blends. Uh, he very perfectly spaces the depth of that bass and uses that bass as a primary rhythm section. You know the way bands used to do way back when, when people you know still knew what bands were. This is what they like would making do. the band. <laughs> no, not that kind of band. Like Chopper. No, no, not like that. Like not not the Chopper Ness. No, this is not no. Cheesecake involved. This is no. This is an actual. I'm totally confused. Band of instrumentalists. These guys. Like Dylan. No, 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 not Dylan or Dylan or Dylan or Dylan or Dylan. Uh, I'm talking about the white guy that won the contest. <laughs> no, not him. What's his uh, name? Donnie. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Donnie. Um, this is I'm about. So embarrassed of that. I know that. <laughs> this is about. The, the fact that RZA didn't need to put, put so much drums on here, and when you're listening to it, you'll realize that the reason for that is because the driving of the bass keeps the pace. It keeps the tempo. It plays the space of what a kick and a snare would typically do. He has a little snare in there. He has a little hi-hat in there, but that ba-doom, ba-doom, doom, ba-doom just keeps it moving and keeps the time just enough for you and everybody raps according to that you feel it it's throughout the song it's a brilliant beat by RZA it's one of those things that just helps make that Into the 36 Chambers so incredibly classic because here he is and you later find out when he's working with Prince Paul and Prince Paul sitting with him going bro you're doing all of this the hard way <laughs> everything you're producing you're producing it it's genius I don't know how you would have figured out to do it that way but there were 17 other simpler ways you could have done it and here he is just figuring it out on his own and coming up with this sort of genius material it's amazing sounds like the Crush A Lot podcast <laughs> I don't know I, I swear I could have done it yeah. 10 steps earlier but I still don't know how to do it right, right. saying that that's a great excellent excellent pick and I, this is one of the things I love about the RZA, and I'm sure it'll be a common theme. Mm -hmm. The sample selection is fantastic. Yep. And sometimes I wonder if he didn't sample those songs, if those songs would be as iconic in our culture mm -hmm. as, they, as they are now. Because Can It Be So Simple is used as a regular term nowadays in our yeah. lexicon. Um, comic, which could be like the good old days. Now, yep. that's a common thread, but I do believe that Wu-Tang, and specifically we'll talk mm -hmm. about the Cuban Link album, is had a big part. Oh, to yeah. do with that lexicon so oh, even yeah. that it means means a lot and lauren hill did use that same yep. sample i'm sure because she heard it from mm -hmm. uh the purple tape as well great number nine pick Thank um you. i can't be mad on that and i'm gonna stick with that intimate mm -hmm. kind of style that rizza does so well okay. i'm gonna stick with the sampling yes and this is one of the samples that is actually not so popular this okay. is a wendy renee sample uh, and then a lot of people don't know that because Wendy Renee didn't produce that kind, of, that many mm -hmm. songs or even albums, maybe just just songs. Yeah. But with whatever song she did do, mm -hmm. RZA's on top of it. This is <laughs> off the Thirty Six Chambers. This mm -hmm. is the last song on um, side two yeah. before they do the the remix um, of Protect Your Neck. This is Tears. Mm -hmm. Tears is absolutely wonderful song. Yeah. It's that emotional punch that that album needed. Yes. They came at the end. Obviously, we're talking about the beats, but Ghostface, his verse and RZA I mean, verse about on. RZA losing his brother to to a death, and mm -hmm. um, Ghostface talking about his sexual exploits and how some mm -hmm. of his mans uh, contracted 
these STIs and STDs through behaviors that were not healthy, right? Yeah. So you talk about very emotional stuff under a very emotionally rich sample mm-hmm. put together in only the way the wizard came, finding parts of the song that blend well, maximizing those sounds, right. and making a song that's gritty, low filtered, no effects, just like here is the beauty of this yeah. song. Straight. Chopped up in a way that still keeps the integrity of that song, yes. but you can go back to find out what that song is, mm-hmm. and but highlighted in a way that makes the Wu Tang sound so amazing. amazing. Tears with a Z. With a Z, yeah. <laughs> My number eight. Very Sir Love Day, where you at? All right, number eight. Jumping into another brilliant sample, which is going to be clearly a theme, uh, but here we're talking about bring the pain. Method Man. This beat to me is one of one of the smoothest, uh, most perfectly looped um, vocal samples that Riz has done. Um, yeah, it's, it's just really perfectly timed. He gets it. There's not a lot of effects or work done to it. It's right in there. It lays in and it makes the beat. It is the backbone of the entire beat. Ends up falling into the, the background of the beat throughout the majority of it. But then he balances it out, hits you with that piano uh, for, for sections, and then drops it back out and brings it back in, uh, highlighting one of his, his great skills. He really knows how to layer these beats fantastically and, and know when to put certain sounds in the foreground, when to remove them completely, when to put them in the background. And this is one of those records that really, not only was it great, not only was it fantastic, but it, it was such a, a big deal. This this beat helped spark, you know, what what helped make Method Man Method Man. <laughs> you know, this is a this is a part of what really presented him. You know, where on the other side of these lead records, it was this, and it was uh, you're all, all you're all that I need. You know, and the RZA version, not the P Diddy version. Yeah, no, 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 the RZA version. And this is the this is hard dark method uh, uh, some more sounding beats and this is brilliantly done over the most peaceful possible sample that you can find to get flipped he, like this he found it he found <laughs> he found a innocent song and made it into this brutal yeah, yeah. don't mess with method man type of beat yeah. it highlights once again Rizzo knows how to really work make beats around really the people he's working with and that's mm-hmm. only that's only a of Method Man beat that only Method can yeah. do, and that's um, why it's my number seven. Uh, so I stayed quiet <laughs> because you were doing the work for me. You got it. But Bring the Pain is my number seven Absolutely. for all the reasons you say. Mm-hmm. There's so many layers to it. There's so many things that come in and out of it, and it's yeah. all simple. It's all in the background because mm-hmm. Method Man's an obvious star. At this point, everyone knows he's a star. Yeah. Everyone's waiting for his album to drop. Absolutely. Here's the lead single to um, Bring the Pain off the Tikal <laughs> album, and it's it's. The production was like nothing you were hearing at the yeah. time. You take a, a simple vocal, a groaning for yeah. all we know, that's what it is, yeah. and and you turn it into like the backbone, like you said, of the song with a simple piano key thing and some yeah. some some reverb on a guitar, Sorry. and it comes in and out at different times and highlighting the artist, which is so important as a producer yeah. which is different than what you get now yeah. i'm not knocking today's music i'm I just am. saying okay I'm you are I'm, I'm trying to keep an audience but listen <laughs> if you're if you're an old school head like we are then you appreciate these things 
in a different way. We're not knocking the new school too much, but we want you to do your lessons. Yeah. And that's if you're a new listener, this is what the show's for. Celebrate the old school, lessons for the new school. This is what makes that beat so iconic. It's simple and layered, and it's not about the beat necessarily, right. but about how do you highlight the artist's skills and yeah. what makes them special. That's what the RZA did versus someone like now I'm gonna get the dopest producer because that's what's gonna sell the record, not necessarily what I'm gonna right, say right. or the contents I'm gonna deliver. Right. Go back to listen to Bring the Pain because honestly, the Method Man wasn't like that good of an MC on that song. Right. Is that the way he delivered it? Yep. The passion he did, the charisma, the authority. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I you know that's what made him special yeah. but i can name 100 mcs right now that are better than anything that he did on that song mm-hmm. i think he's one of the best mcs right lyrically he got better yeah, he you know and improved got... like all the wood cool. yeah. but that's my number seven bring the pain you're number eight but where are you your number seven top 10 rizza part one my number seven actually fits that description very well it's a great beat to fit this guy, if you were listening to our previous episode, you heard us talk about this record. The way that RZA put this beat together, it is the perfect sound bed for Ghostface to get on and just black out. My number seven, Mighty Healthy. The man spazzes. The man just goes on and, and takes you back to, to classic hip-hop. This is, this is not a whole lot of, of, of funky production. This is not, oh, I'm going to take that sound and I'm going to flip it and play it in reverse and then I'm going to put a lot of reverb on it and then I'm going to put it through this uh, filter and then I'm going to put it through that filter and then I'm going to take a drum from here and a drum from there and a cymbal from there and a hi-hat from there. It is boom-bap drums. I'm going to take this simple <laughs> drum loop. I'm going to punch you in the face with it. I'm going to put this nice little groove behind it. You're going to love it. And I'm going to layer it with a couple extra long things here and there. And you're going to be amazed by it. This man's going to rock. You don't need to focus on the beat too much because I want you to hear his rhymes. But if you take the time to listen to this beat, you'll know this is fantastically done. And so far, all the beats that we've said, one of the things that make all those beats special, Mm -hmm. and once again, it'll probably be the theme throughout the whole uh, next two episodes, is that... The rhythm takes chances and, and hears and, and and showcases these beats in a different way that you may not see. This Absolutely. is this is where I will argue with something with 440. I keep bringing that up because <laughs> it's such a high topic of excellence. Yes. Where I, I do believe it's excellent. Yeah, it is in my top five albums of this year, no so, doubt about it. And I appreciate what Jay Z has been doing because that's mm-hmm. what I've been credible cred, critical about with him for years. Mm-hmm. Is I wanted that, so right. I'm, I'm happy that I got that. Right. And I'm happy for No ID, who I believe is a great super producer. Phenomenal. But what No time. ID has done in that album was take samples that no one else could get because they have the money to do it. No, I'm not hating <laughs> on that. I'm just saying that's why they got it. And because it's Jay-Z. And he flipped it in a way that really produces this idea that Jay-Z, he pushed Jay-Z in a way that he needed to be pushed. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate those things. Right? But there's nothing really super creative about it. Meaning it's straightforward. I'm gonna take in the this production. in the production. Um, I'm gonna take this, put it over. It conveys a message. You know what the songs are. It's very my skin, right? <laughs> it's very iconic, and I love those songs, the original ones. And you flipped it in a way that makes me even appreciate it more. That's fine. Reason doesn't do that. 
He's almost the opposite where he'll take songs that were originally meant to make you feel something else and he turns into something else. And that's the beauty of it. Now, sometimes he's audacious and be like, I'm not going to do nothing to this song and I'm just going to actually just run it the way it is. Yeah. And that's also balls in itself. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm with you 100% um, with that pick, but I'm going to go to my number six. Okay. Oh, um, man. Man, well, it was at the time, Old Dirty just, you know, he released the Return of the 36 Chamber and up right. next is Raekwon. Right. In a lot of ways, the bravado of the group. The straight yeah. the straight shooter, yeah. the fisticuffs of the group. Mm -hmm. And everybody played their roles. And Raekwon was the super thugged out, yeah, street bravado, dude. street dude. Yeah. And so I was excited for this album. Now, the street single was Glaciers of Ice. Right. And the way I got introduced to that song was on a Funkmaster Flex mixtape. Uh, yeah, yeah. And when I heard it on the album and I heard it on the <laughs> mixtape, I was instantly like amazed yeah. and floored and and continuously to be surprised on how good these Wu-Tang tracks were coming out. Mm -hmm. And here is the street single. Street mm -hmm. single, not a not like yeah, yeah, not yeah. the main not mainstream yeah, singles. The, these mm -hmm. are the street singles that you need to look for on Kenny Dope right, mixtapes or, or Late Night with, or Barbito and Stretch, whatever. Right. Here's Glacier of Ice with this interlude about the Wallabies right. and I'm gonna kill it this summer. Blue right. cream, like blue yeah. cream. You, you don't, don't even know what you're doing. You did, you did this side with the Navy, you hit him on <laughs> this side with the crib board. And then you, you get the fade in <laughs> of the beat of Glacier of Ice. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get Master Killer. You mm -hmm. get it's Ghostface. You get Ray. It's one of those beats that's once again it sounds different than the rest of the catalog. Yeah. It's only Ray could go on it. It belongs <laughs> and it's such a crucial part yeah, of here. the Cuban Link Purple Tape. And it's right before the main one of the main songs with Nas. Yeah. Um, Verbal intercourse is right before that, and right. if you get hanged before that, so if you're thinking of a batting lineup, right, and right. the number three is, is like the setup for the number four, right? right, then what a combination of songs, and that's on side two, mm -hmm. that's not even side one, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So, for me, Glacier of Ice is an amazing song, simple beat, menacing in your face. And it's filled with so many layers of sophistication, it, it had to be in my top ten. Glacier by my number six. Um, where are you with your number six? My number six actually steps away from the Wu family. How dare you? We've been, we've been doing a lot of Wu. We're going to step away from Wu for a second. And we're going to go... Better not be no Bjork <laughs> and RZA combo. No, this is not Bjork. This is not uh, whoever the guy he just did that last album with is. That's the guy from Interpol. Yeah, this is not any else people. This is going back to the late, great, notorious B.I.G. This is Long Kiss Goodnight. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite records off of the Life After Death album. Which is saying a lot. Which, yeah. Uh, it's, it's incredible. It's... It's, it's one, it's incredible that one RZA even gets this placement, right? You gotta remember, of course, this is this is Bad Boy that had an in-house, on-label, on-staff production team that did everything. And at that point, probably even Biggie beefing with Rain Ghost at that time. Right. And at this point, this is, this is, this is right after 
that whole thing um, was starting to die down between them. This is right after that. This is the album following after all the shots after Surprise You Run With Them. Those guys, you know, it's behind, after all of the subliminal shots that were thrown back and forth. Now, here he is, messing with RZA. He has the guys who would be considered, you know, the top hit makers in the country who have their names on some of the biggest hits in the record in the past three, four years at that point were all bad boy staff members. Right? He could have easily just went to Stevie J and With the rest D-Dot. of the team and D-Dot and call him and be like, hey, look, hook me up. I need another one. Right? Keep he, it coming. He goes to RZA and gets this incredibly, it's, it's, it's a blend of both dark but light. It's not a heavy beat. It's, it's, it's a dark beat on many levels, but it's, it still doesn't feel heavy. It's not overproduced. It doesn't have 17,000 layers going on at once. But it packs so much power into it, and it does, it does the same sort of thing that Mighty Healthy does, that a, that a lot of Rizzo beats do, that they give you enough space that you focus on the MC. Then on your fifth and tenth listen, you can actually start to really dissect and get into how that beat sounds. But on the first multiple listens, you're really focusing on what this MC is doing. And here you have Big dropping some of his best verses, just assaulting you, just giving you that classic, as I say, I like to have one of the rap album, that classic, look, let me just flex my MC skills so the rhymes. And he's just throwing out these long verses uh, with a, a minimalistic chorus and waits to come right back at it again and destroy you with more verses. And the, place, the placement of this song is yeah. on the second side towards the end. Yeah, towards the end and if you want to close out an album with a bang and you put this song in it, then you know how Big felt about it. Oh, yeah. It wasn't yeah. in the middle. That's where your jams are. Yeah. You talk about like the, the hardcore listener, the deeper cut listeners. Mm-hmm. You have it at the end, and that's so important on the second CD towards yeah. the second half, yeah. like the B2 side. Yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's the way they break down the records and the vinyls, is that's mm-hmm. the B2 side. So that's a great, great, great pick, uh, Long Kiss Goodnight, Wizard Track. Um, that combination, man, of Wizard produced Biggie album. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been... <laughs> Extraordinary. Could have been fantastic. Um, if you like what you're hearing, do us a favor, subscribe on the Apple App Store. Leave a review, five star, three stars, two star, one star. If you like it or not, um, we want to hear from you. Your feedback's important, but we want you to really give an opportunity for other listeners to listen to it. Yeah. And that helps us a lot. So go out there, go and, and sign in and do all that. Share it on your post on your social media, all that good stuff. We yeah. appreciate all the love. We're trying to get bigger and better and get to you guys. We'll try our best to give people um, some stuff that we have in the works. We'll talk about that in the future. Uh, Crush a lot podcast at gmail.com if you want to come on the show. Or, or even if you just want to give us feedback or give us your list that we'll read on the air, we're more than happy to do that you can find us on twitter crush a lot cheese sir love day you can find us on facebook just put in crush a lot podcast uh, i'm on we're on instagram now crush a lot podcast um all that good stuff we appreciate all the love this was the top five rizza part one we'll have part a part one. two coming up uh, real soon until then uh everyone stay out there be safe make sure your voices are heard be respectful to one another and let's keep this one love going peace